0: But success never comes in a golden box with a red ribbon around it. Right?
1: You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. I love having you here. I love being able to bring awesome guests, awesome content, inspiration, tactical stuff, stuff you can use right now in your business to you at every single opportunity. And today is no different. The guest that I have on inspires. Uh, he talks about the American dream. He's not from here. He's originally born in Nigeria. We get into real like specific tactics about how to how to brand yourself on social media, which is something that's a little bit different for a lot of you, uh, but super, super good stuff. Uh, He's a successful real estate investor. He's a multifamily syndicator. He started from nothing and grew his business uh, from not even having been born here in the country. He's the host of the Dwellin podcast. I was on a show a few weeks back, had a lot of fun, had a great time with him. And he also teaches young, busy professionals how to invest in real estate through building systems, beliefs, and habits that will propel them to success. Guys, on the show today, I have Ola Dantis. Uh, I Just a great guy, a smart guy, very inspirational, very grateful for the country that we live in. Uh, he's seen other countries, he's seen other perspectives, he understands what's out there, and this is by far the best country in the world, according to him, and I, told, I happen to agree with him, but uh, he says it himself on the show. Guys, this is one you don't wanna miss, just so inspirational, it takes away all the excuses, and he also, like I said, gives real good tactical advice and some stuff regarding branding so take a listen without any further delay I want to bring you one of my favorite guests Ola Dantis hey Ola thanks for being on the show man I appreciate you doing this thanks for taking the time no thank you so much Mike um, yeah. to be it For sure. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. I was just on your podcast a few weeks back. Uh, We had a really good time talking and I'm excited to dive into your story. I know a little bit about it. Obviously, we do our research and you and I had a conversation. So there's some familiarity there, which is nice. But let's catch everybody else up. Let's talk about who you are, uh, where you come from literally and how you kind of progressed into the world of real estate. And we'll just kind of get that backstory real quick. So people, people really should know your story because it's in, incredibly interesting and very inspirational. And I don't, sometimes we kind of quickly go over the backstory because it's like, I grew up, went to college and then I just bought my first house and I was off and running. Your, your story is a little more in depth than that. So I'd like to spend some time there. And so people really understand who they're talking to and who they're listening to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I love that. I think that's a great start. Cause I remember kind of um, you know, starting in real estate and I would listen to all this podcast and the person would just kind of start with, you know, I own, you know, a thousand units of apartments and I'm just kind of like mentally checked out, like, what does that even mean? You know, like yeah. there wasn't like a context, right? There wasn't a, a, a smooth transition. So I kind of disconnected from that person because I'm like, I, I can't be that. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. really love that we start that way. Yeah. Totally.
1: Mm-hmm. Good deal. Let's let's hear. What does that background look like? Where were you born? Uh and then and then we normally we don't go back to where you born, but we're gonna do it this time. Where were you born and how does it look going forward and, and to the point you got into real estate? Yeah. So
0: I was born in Nigeria, West Africa. Um, you know, for those out there um, you know, that are from Nigeria, shout out. Um <laughs> but I, I moved to the UK, you know, when I was when I was 16, you know, lived in the UK, grew up, you know, my my formative years were in the UK, right? Um so after I finished my master's degree, there was a short stint. Um, when I actually went back, I'm home. Um, set up a you know a a, num- a a consulting firm, and I worked with a nonprofit. profit I was doing that, you know, for a little bit. Um, and then my wife at the time, my wife is Filipino, um, and you know she, her dad is is African American, and she's always wanted to move from the UK to the. I hope everyone's still following from the UK to the US. Yeah. So she was interning at Disney in Orlando and I was in Nigeria at the time. Um, and she was like, Hey, you, you, should come, you know, to, to Orlando and visit. Right. Cause she was interning. Um, and I was like, that's interesting. So I, I jumped on the plane. <laughs> Um, got to, I'm a window seat guy, right? Okay. (laughs) Um, and I love telling this story by the way, because I remember being on the window side, this is my very first time in the United States. And I realized like just looking out the window, like suburbia America, and like you could see the symmetry, right? Of the cul-de-sacs, right? I mean, you can see this on Google maps today, right? Yep. And I was like, oh my goodness, this place is, this place is beautiful. This is like, this is paradise, right? And I want to just real quickly say this. For those in America that, you know, you're born here, you grew up here, this is the best country on the planet. Now you're (laughs) going to say, what are you talking about? We've got this going on. We've got, you know, America is, I'll say it again, the best country on the planet. Anyway, that's why I'm, you know, kind of saying that, you know, the area of you, I got down beautiful, right? Florida. i have been in Florida, it's beautiful, yep. right? Yep. So my wife was like, yeah, I think we should, we should move. Right. Like I said, that is African-American. She, mom is Filipino. She'd always wanted to get closer to her father. So she always wanted to move to, uh, to America. I was like, okay, um, I don't mind. I mean, let's, let's do it. Yeah. So two years later <laughs> we moved. Right. And that was fantastic. I was glad. I was like, oh, I, like, I really like America. We were living. So we moved, but we moved to, to Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland. But that's a different story for another day. So we were in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to Florida, right? We should have done, but anyway. Um, so we were living in Maryland at the time, actually. And that was it was great, right? We had a good job. My wife had a good job. We we're going to work, go to work, come back home, sleep, do it again, go to work, traffic, come back home. I was like, I love this country. I love the American dream. You know, we're living in a luxury apartment. Everything was great. But I kept having this sense like, is this it? There's got to be more to this story, right? I was feeling this emptiness, right? Yeah. Even though everything was perfect, right? So, like, I would say perfect because, you know, comparing to where I was coming from, like, I thought it was great. Um, So, during that time, a friend of mine called and he said, hey, Ola, can you, you know, come to Dubai and meet me. Um, I made with some investors and I want you to help me with my business, which was a property investing business from, from the UK. So I did what every wise man does, right? Prayed about it and asked my wife, like, hey, baby, I, I gotta meet my friend. And the reason I mentioned this story is not just to entertain you, but success never comes in a golden box with a red ribbon around it, yeah. right? that call is why I'm on this show talking to you, Mike. Right. If I took that call and said, no, I don't want to meet you or whatever. But I, I told my wife like, Hey, you know, maybe if I go on this trip, maybe I'll learn something. She's like, well, maybe you should try zoom or Skype <laughs> or Face. Have you ever heard about those apps? Yeah. I mean, this was way before COVID-19 obviously it was years ago, right? Before yeah, people yeah. Started using. So anyway, short, long story short, I got to Dubai. I was, you know, you know, in a room, nothing fancy, just three days masterminding on my friend's business. And I realized like, oh my goodness, he is doing really well in property investing. You know, that's why it's called in the UK, in the US related investing. And I was like, oh my goodness, I, you know, on the way back on the plane from Dubai to, you know, back home to Maryland, I was like, maybe I could do this <laughs> in America, yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't know anything about property or, or real estate, right? But the first thing I did was when I got back to America, I went to my best friend. Google. <laughs> and I started typing real estate, real estate, investing in real estate. Like just, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Anyway, this website kept coming up, bigger pockets. I'm like, okay, I'll go there. Yeah. Went there. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I didn't know about this. Anyway, shortly thereafter, got plugged into that podcast. And I, you know, knowing me, I'm obsessive. You got to be obsessive to be successful, by the way. I started from the bottom, right? Listen to every single podcast. And I realized a theme. Every guest would say, get this book, read it at poor dad. So I went to my second best friend, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an avid reader. You got to be a reader to be successful too. (laughs) bought that book. And the best way I can describe this, Mike, is reading that book just gave my brain an uppercut. Right. I was like, oh my God, that go to work, come back home, do it again. But I was that emptiness. That's what this guy is talking about. Like, that's what he's saying. Like, Mm -hmm. this formula of living your life might not be true. And I was like, oh my goodness, this guy stole my idea. I've been trying to articulate this and it's in a book. Oh my God. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, you know, three, four or so months after that epiphany, we put our first building, which was a duplex in Baltimore, Maryland wow I'll now you say there. we you mean your your wife and you or somebody else yes my wife yeah okay my okay. wife and i yes okay
1: okay uh, you know cool no that's that's good so what i'm okay so you you came to america you saw uh florida was beautiful i agree with you florida's beautiful baltimore's a great city too i'm not gonna trash on I love baltimore, baltimore. But, love uh, baltimore a little colder in baltimore in the wintertime than in florida <laughs> but uh but still a really nice nice state obviously um, and you read Rich Dead Poor Dead. You're right. If you listen to anything regarding real estate, almost everybody read that book first. And that was a, was a big launching point. And it's not that the book has every answer or it's comprehensive, but it's a really good primer. It's a really good place to start to get the mindset of what it means to be... Not just a real estate investor, but an investor—someone who thinks differently than everybody else. So um, that's incredible. Shout out to uh, to Rich Dad <laughs> I read the book too; yes. it was absolutely amazing. So you bought that first duplex. Let me guess: it went perfectly. There were no mistakes. You made tons of money. It was super easy. No, I'm just kidding. How did that first one go? Tell me how the first one went.
0: Yeah, great question. Great question. So you know, my wife and I—I I, I obviously read all these books, read everything I could read, narrowed down to multifamily you know, I tried to describe this to my wife. I was like, Hey baby, I think we should buy a house. So she's like, Oh, perfect. You know, white picker fence, you know, I was like, no, <laughs> exactly. not, not that house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm talking about multi-family. She's like, wait, what do you mean? Like we live together with other people? Like what is, go-? no, I was like, no, it's basically two houses in one or three or four. So after we kind of explained that, we started looking at houses. We found this really great duplex, right. Um, in upper Fells Point for those that are in, in Baltimore, in Maryland, shout out. It's a very nice area, very close to. John Hopkins, right? Everybody knows John Hopkins with everything going on right now with COVID. Yeah. So r- not far from John Hopkins University. So it was a great location. Um, so we bought this thing, you know, for 250, well, 240, actually, $240,000. It was owned by a couple who have now moved out of the city because they had kids and, you know, so, but they, they were really far from the property. So they okay. didn't really take care of, of it as they should, right? Yep. Um, so we bought it and then we spent some money on it. Um, you know, we had two tenants at the time upstairs that were paying, you know, two tenants staying upstairs and they were, they were paying basically most of the mortgage. Right. Um, so that was very nice. Right. I mean, the first month I, you know, I think it was a bank of America transfer or something. And I was just shocked. I was like, maybe somebody paid us <laughs> like to live in our house. Like, I was like, oh my God, like we didn't have to rob anyone. <laughs> I'm joking. Like, it was just like, it was an epiphany. Like, oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. Um, but the second epiphany as well was, you know, my wife and I, we, we got home one night from work and, you know, we're at home doing what lovers do, right? Cooking. and we were talking, right? And basically I was like, hey, baby, like my account, my Bank of America account just keeps growing every single month. Like, I mean, before we bought this building, you know, money would come in and it goes right out. It would come in and goes right But now he actually stayed. I'm like, wow, like, thanks money. You're actually staying around longer this time. And, (laughs) And she's like, me too, baby. Like my account is the same. So we were like, oh my God, like, wait, if we did this duplex, like two, three, four, five times, like we would have too much money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too much money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We are like, I, I think we should do this more. So, you know, at that time, when we started thinking about scaling was when I, you know, I reached out. was obviously still listening to podcasts and, I, you know, I heard uh, my my mentor to be on a podcast like this. And he said, hey, I'm going to give my number, um, you know, at the end of this show and nobody would call me anyways. And obviously I'm nobody. (laughs) So I called him. (laughs) I said, hey, you know, I'm the nobody guy and whatever you're charging, I cannot afford it, right? But, you know, I I was able to negotiate. I mean, now he charges like, you know, just yeah even I can't afford it right now, I don't know it's so ridiculous, <laughs> right but back then this was four or five years ago I was able to you know get a good plan and you know I'm just saying that for those that are saying, yeah, but I don't have money for a mentor, or, you know things yeah. like that, you can always either offer skills or offer negotiate or offer a payment plan. I was hungry, I wanted to yeah so I was able to um get into multifamily syndication, so thereafter we set up our company dwelling.com, and then that's kind of grown from there.
1: yeah, I love it so let's I want to dial back to that first deal again. Um, first of all, how did you, cause you kind of said, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you had hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank before you started. So how did you finance
0: that first deal? Fantastic. And I am so glad you asked. So I never knew, right, about FHA. Like if you'd asked me this like four or five years ago, like I'd be like, what's an FHA? (laughs) Like I did not know that. And I'm trying to make a point guys, if you're listening to my voice, right? And you're like, well, I don't know anything about real estate. I didn't either, right? But folks that know a lot, they've written forums on bigger pockets. You know, they've written blogs, they've spoken on podcasts like this, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what you don't know. It's yeah. just it's just like a fact of life, right? So I didn't know I was gonna own a home in America. It was not part of my, you know, 10-year plan. I didn't even have a plan, anyways. So I didn't know, but as <laughs> I started reading and I was a Prolific reader, right? What I can do very well is learn and read, right? So I was reading, I found out about FHAs, right? And that's three point five percent down. So if you were to buy, for instance, and ask for a hundred thousand dollars, you'd only need like five grand to close. Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, you know, where I was born in Nigeria, we don't have that, and where I grew up in London, I think you'd be hard pressed to be able to put three percent down. Yeah. So you might still be arguing with your, you know, with me about my comments of America being the greatest country, that's one reason why it's a great country (laughs) on the planet. Because that doesn't happen in Australia. It doesn't happen. I mean, it's all in America. You literally can put 3.5% down to buy a house. Yeah. Right. So we knew that information. So that's how we're able to finance it, right? Nice. Um, So to kind of add to that as well, you know, we also got, you know, some some gift for my wedding, right? Okay. So we could have taken that money and, you know, gone to Vegas or whatever, but yeah. we saved, we saved and saved and that's how we did it. Did you do any renovations to that first property? We did yeah, a lot of our savings went into the re- renovation, so we spent about forty thousand dollars on that okay. renovation. And this is the other interesting part, right? So I'm learning about all these things, right? And I'm w- I'm very prescriptive on purpose, right? I'm going really deep in the story. Yeah. So we, you know, we spend. I told I convinced my wife, let's you know, spend all the money we have, whatever, even if you have to put someone on credit cards. Let's let's go to home people, buy someone on credit, whatever we gotta do. Like yeah. let's just finish this out. So we spent like forty k. So to for reference, we bought at two forty. Spend 40K, so we're all in, 280, right? 18 months later, we did an appraisal on the house. It was what? 375,000. Wow. I was like, is this legal? <laughs> like, are we allowed to do this? <laughs> like, it, it, was just, it just blew my mind, right? Yeah. So I read about it in the books, and now I saw the manifestation. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to keep doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. So I get it. I get how you did that
1: first one. By the way, did you have any troubles with contractors or did that go I'm not, try, I'm not trying to be funny, but did it go
0: smoothly or no? <laughs> so I, I had a I had a, a joke somewhere, I can't remember where it was. But when you talk about when you talk about contractors, you gotta really focus on the first three letters in contractors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to all the contractors listening. No <laughs> offense. I'm sure you're there great ones out there. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just my luck. But it was okay. Um, uh, you know, and I think this is probably a good segue to what I was going to talk about next. Cause after okay. that deal, I learned a lot about contractors and I ended up, I started flipping. Um, so I did multifamily family really well, did fantastically well with this duplex. And I was like, I think I should do more of this. So I started up dwelling and I was like, I met a guy and the guy said, Hey, let's go flip the uh, house down the street. and make 50 grand. I was like, Oh, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, which was
1: not. <laughs> so house flipping wasn't a big big venture for you then. Did you did you do
0: a lot of it or did you just do one or two? I did, I did a few, um, you know, about three or so, and it was not for me. Right. So I'm sure there, you know, I mean, my wife and I, we watched a bunch of Joanna Gaines and Chip and a bunch of HGTV and we're like, Oh my God, this is so easy. You just buy the thing, you you know, and it's beautiful, right? (laughs) No, I did not have the temperament. I was a perfectionist. I was always on site every day, probably quite annoying for a contractor. Like this guy's always, yeah, it's, you know, it's always just asking what we're doing. Well, you were on site every day and maybe it was annoying to them.
1: But I'll tell you what, and I will say this because there are people listening that are new. I will say this. You're better off to be on site every day than not to go on site ever, right? Because you probably stopped what could have been money being spent that shouldn't have been spent or problems that get worse and worse and worse as the days go on, you at least were there to catch things, right? You may have caught more than the contractor was hoping you'd catch, but you caught things. So I always tell people, err on the side of being there too much. Cause even if you go and you're kind of in their way a little bit and you annoy them, at least it's not costing you a lot of money because they're doing something you didn't want them to do or, you know, something's going sideways and you don't see it for weeks. So yeah, I, I get it though. Flipping is not for everybody. I mean everybody watches these shows like you know chip and Joanne, like you said, and everything pretty much goes well with them. Like when I started flipping houses, it was back in 2008, 2009, and the flipping shows were all like catastrophes. Like everything bad that could happen was happening. And it used to scare my wife to death. And that's really the reason why she got out of the business with me and just sort of said, You go and do it. You're awesome. I trust you. I don't want to do it anymore. Is she would see these shows, and then things would, you know, every once in a while go wrong in our flips. And she just was like, This is a nightmare. This is stressful. So, yeah, I get it, man. It's not for everybody. Um, so let's talk about. So I assume you kind of stopped doing the flips after a few, like you said, you got back into the multifamily. You started off with duplexes. I know you're buying bigger, uh, more doors now. Mm-hmm. How did you transition into doing bigger and bigger deals?
0: Yeah. So that's like my favorite part too. Like, you know, so like I said, got the duplex, reached out to my mentor. I mean, he's got a billion right now said on the management, right? He's in his thirties, by the way, for reference point. He's done great, and he's very humble. He's not the in-your-face Grand Cardone style. I yeah. love Grand Cardone, by the way, but he's just a really humble guy. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, I was in that group. We have a group, right, for all syndicators. And even though I went flipping for a few years, so I when I got back, you know. Oh, my friends have started buying their 100 units, 150. I, you know, Facebook is just brutal in that way. <laughs> you would yeah. see what everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was happy. I was just thinking, oh my goodness, like, you know, I'm kind of like behind here. right? Even folks that joined after me, you know, after my cohorts, I, I, yeah. I started to buy properties, right? Um, so I, I lost that time, right? I'm trying to make a point. That's why I'm bringing this up is in life, there's always a price to pay and there is never a discount. Yep. there's always a price to pay, so I pay. I pay that price, so that yep. kind of slowed me down a little bit. Um, but I go I back in, and then I partnered. Right, so one, if you want to make that transition, you have to have a mentor. I just you just have to have a mentor. That's just a yep. no brainer. Yep. And then partners. Right. Everybody thinks like you know this is like you know I don't know maybe buying rentals or maybe flipping. Even flipping had partners anyway. Yeah, you know contractors your partner. You you have partners. Yep. yep. But for multifamily, it's just it's completely unfair business. Right. Um, it's, well, you know, the brokers, you know, I mean, I meet with brokers, we have lunch, I know them, you know, I know, I know their wives, like that's what it takes. Right. Yeah. Um, so partner up. So for me, the, 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 the quickest way that I, that helped me scale that helped well in scale was I understood partners. I have different kind of partners, right? I have some Chinese partners right now. Like you just have to have those not just because you can't do everything because you cannot do everything. Yeah but also you need their support, right? There's only one, one more last thing. So if you're just like a regular Joe, right? And you want to get into buying apartments in America today, 2020, you need to have a certain net worth, liquidity requirement, mm-hmm. and a strong balance sheet. Nobody told me that we're not starting now, <laughs> right? Not cause you know, anybody should have told me, but I didn't know. Yeah. right So you think you see this big asset you're like, oh I want to buy a 100 unit property. Well, if it's 20 million dollars, you need to have you know 50 percent like network <laughs> of yeah. that yeah. and then three to five percent liquidity right or, you know stocks, cash, whatever. like I didn't know that you, you need to know those things right yeah. yeah. so those things are barriers to entry. But, they, but you need to be aware of them. So that's why you also bring partners that can bring their balance sheet, they can bring their track record so you can get better rates on your loans, right? Yeah. So those are kind of things that helped me as well to kind of jump in. So, you know, one of the first deals we, we did, you know, was a 100, 160 units apartment in, here in Houston. Um, I, I moved from Baltimore, obviously Houston, that's a different conversation, <laughs> but that, that helped because I had all these partners and, and we, we partnered up together and we, and we took a, a big deal that I could not have taken down by myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, that, was that your first
0: multifamily deal? Then after that was my that was my first big multifamily deal. Yes.
1: Okay. Great. Do you still have that, or is that something you've we already still,
0: sold? Well, it's right on the road. We still have
1: it. Okay. Yeah. Still performing well.
0: Yeah, I would say well. I mean, with COVID nineteen, you know, rents have been not where they were pre COVID, obviously, but we're yeah. doing pretty well. Um, you know, the moratorium, yeah, in in Houston is a, you know has been lifted somewhat, so yeah. that's helped a little bit. Okay, sounds good. So I want to shift gears a little bit because I've got my notes
1: here on you. And I know that you're a big, uh, a big fan or a big um, uh, proponent of, of branding. Yes. What do you what does branding do for a real estate investor? Why should they bother? Shouldn't they just be going and finding deals? Like
0: who cares about branding? What, What does branding do? (laughs) branding is everything, right? As you can see, and if you're watching this, is it over here, right? Yeah. There's, my brand is right there. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I think let's start there. Okay. Um, And (laughs) and then the name, right? Dwelling, right? Like it's everything, right? And maybe because, you know, I'm just, you know, I started, you know, marketing, right? So that kind of helps too for my master's. Um, But but branding is everything, right? And also we live in a very noisy world right now. So first you have to really understand what position are you exuding, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the, I keep using grand. I hope he doesn't watch this. He's going to hate me. <laughs> I, do you want to be the, you know, the grand card don't like in your face, flashy cars, you know, private jet, good looking. Like, do you want to be that guy or do you want to be Gary V Raw engaging, like it's, you have to understand those things, right. Or would you want to be right? And this is not just branding, it's also from a mindset perspective, right? So for me, branding is everything. Like we try to be as um, ubiquitous as we can, you know, you go on social media, you can't miss me. You can't miss the dwelling brand. We're pretty out there. Um, you know, lately, you know, posting frequency has been kind of, you know, reduced. Cause you know, when you have two kids, you run a business, you're trying to buy, <laughs> you know, I'm doing a $24 million project right now that I'm trying to do. It's just a lot, right? So you have to really figure out, um, you know, how to really manage all that while you stay married. And your kids are, (laughs) you know, still um, having your time. So that's been interesting. But I think branding and marketing is so critical. I think Gary V said, every business now is a media business. And that's so true. Like you, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? It's, it's, you have to be out there. You have to put yourself out there and you have to really understand who you want to be. So those that understand that and appreciate that would connect to you because you're not trying to be, all oh, to everybody. That's, yep. that's just, 100%. yeah, full
1: out. 100%. And you did mention Instagram. You, you are crushing it on Instagram. Give us a little insight because there's folks out there who are trying to start an Instagram presence and they're posting and there's nothing, right? So how, I, I just took a look. I think you're in the 46,000 range, 47,000. How does that happen for a real estate guy? Like you said, there's a lot of noise out there and you're not trying to be the, you know, Grant Cardone in your face with the planes and the money. How do
0: you do it? How do you get attention on Instagram? Oh, man. So first and foremost, there are a couple of things that you have to do, right? On Instagram, right? And I have like a whole list of acts, right? So maybe we can go, should we do that? Or do you want to talk for more? Do you want me to go tactical, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go tactical. Let's go so tactical. on Instagram, first and foremost, don't try to do it by yourself. So in the beginning I had a company that helped me okay. just kind of helped me post and things like that. And, um, but what I'm trying to do more of, not right right now in, in 2020 with everything going on in the world, but what I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do with our brand is engagement. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we'll basically go, um, to different pages and we would like, you know, their, their posts, Yep. would comment on their post, like a thoughtful comment, right? Not the little love emoji, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah. what we're trying to do is really focus on real estate, right? That's really what we care about, right? So we'll do that. We'll like it. We'll, we'll post it. So that's one thing, right? So that really helps with interest because then that person thinks, hey, I like this person liked my post. Then they reply you. When they reply, you make sure you like that comment. Right. So there's kind of a feedback. So, you know, they know you're real and that's, that's awesome. So, you know, I really like to do that. So timeliness is also, that's number one, timeliness, right. I'm sorry, interest and then timeliness, right. So that's really important because you're really trying to build that relationship, right. You're you're making sure that that person understands and knows that you're not a bot, right. You're a real person. Yep. Exactly. Another thing that I do is if you right now go on Instagram and you follow me and I have never spoken to you and you're a brand new person, I would send you a voice note. Hmm. Not a DM, I would send you a voice and say, hey, Mike, thank you so much for following me and following my story. I just checked out your page. I see you're into real estate. That's awesome. I love your content. I just watched your last video. I love that mic you're using. Thank you so much. If I can help you with anything, I'm here for you. Boom, sent. I like Every that. time people reply me and go, oh my goodness, nobody's ever done that. Like ever, <laughs> I've never, like, yeah. so that's, you're making yourself just different, yeah. right? So that's awesome, right? So let's, so that's one way, right? When you also post, what I like to do is, I like to do like at least 10 minutes. I used to try to do like 10 minutes a day where I just just kind of do things like that, right? Even if it's like once a week, but I do that. Reply, DM, voice notes, reply DMs, things like that. But then when I post, right, which is the goal, right? We're not really doing this today, but the goal is a post a day at a specific time. And we have an app called When to Post. Hmm. So you basically have this perfect time to the minute that when you post is when your followers are online. There's no point of you posting at five a.m. when everybody's still sleeping or whatever, right? Yep. So post even if it's ten twenty. That's when all your folks are up or whenever they they're on Instagram. Your particular followers. Yeah. So that way they can see your post. Make sure you put a CTA like you know, drop your m your favorite emoji you know below or double t- double tap if you know if you like this or if you agree or tag someone who you think you know things like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. that way. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, I'm just following you. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way, you know, folks can see that, you know, other people are engaging and maybe they would engage as well, right? A lot of people try to like post a ton. So like, you don't need to post like through two, three, it's just, it becomes spammy. Um, So just post once a day at your optimum time after the post, basically make sure you respond, you know, and just quickly respond, like, respond, like the comment and respond, right? So that way you're keeping engagement going. Hashtags, that's a no brainer, right? I don't think I need to tell anyone. If it's like, I think it's up to like 30. I don't, I, yeah, I think the last time I checked, just okay. put us the hashtags, right? But don't, don't be like, don't go after the big hashtags that I used to do this, like in the past, like love or Pete. Like, yeah. if you really want an engagement, be very, very specific, like real estate investing, real estate coach, invest yeah. in real estate, things like that. So that way, the people that you're gonna are people that actually care for that kind of content. Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes on my page was I used to travel a lot. I mean, nobody's traveling right now. My wife will we'll travel to like you know Bali and Thailand and the Maldives, and we'll you know try to post. So my my page is very holiday heavy. Mm-hmm. So when I post about real estate right now, they're like, "Whoa, who, I don't know this guy. Who's this guy? This is the holiday guy. <laughs> Why are you posting about?" So I'm struggling with that right now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't don't change your strategy midway, right? Yeah. Um, one last thing is you have to basically just make sure that you 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 stay relatable. It's so important. Like everybody wants to be, you know, whoever, right? Just like this is the key. Like just be authentic. Just who you are would attract the kind of people you wanna you want to attract into your life. Don't try to be like every like this is one of my pet peeves right? On Instagram. Everybody wants to be, they want to show like this person that they're not. Yeah. Like just show who you are and that those who belong in your life will just come into you into your life, right? Um, Also, if you have the time and the fortitude that I'm still struggling with, five stories every single day. I don't care if it's about your yogurt that you're drinking, your food, your dog. It doesn't matter. Five stories teaches the Instagram algorithm that you're you're basically somebody that likes Instagram and is on Instagram every single day. No days off. You don't take Saturdays off. You don't take Sundays off. None of that. All right. Right? So can I give you like one last one and then we're done? Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So when you post, put a location, tag other people who, you know, not just like, you know, like Barack Obama or whatever, Yeah. like Trump, like tag someone that is important. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's okay to put a micro blog and you might have seen this on Instagram where somebody puts a picture and they write like a like a long caption, like "Oh my god, it's so hard to read." Yeah. But the algorithm loves that because it's showing that people are spending time on your post. Anything that allows people to spend more time on Facebook, yeah. which is Instagram, the Instagram you know likes that, right? So they show more of your posts. Therefore, people engage right gotcha. with your post. Gotcha. Right. And then never forget call to action. That's it. I bet you like, how does this real estate guy knows all about this? Remember, I told you I read a lot and I research a lot. <laughs> and this is all, like, this is
1: good stuff, right? People are trying to always figure out how to increase their audience and how to, fi- like, you, these are things that we need to do. You said it yourself, right? Gary talks about it, Gary V. Like, the, the, your phone is like the television of our time, right? So people are spending a lot of time on their phone. So you need to get in front of people. And this is all about the branding, right? You talked about that too. Like You need to get yourself out there in ways that you didn't have to 10 or 15 years ago. Now it's, it's more like, how do you separate yourself from the noise? And this is some of it. So I think it's all good stuff. Listen, uh, Ola, one more thing I want to talk about before we go, and I want to highlight this because I don't think that it gets enough attention in our space, real estate, and that is uh, the House Pledge. Uh, you you have a, a program or uh, a, a, an initiative that you do for folks, and you call it the House Pledge, and I
0: want you to talk a little bit about what that means, what that is, and why you're doing it. Man, thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate that. I can't always to talk about this. So when we started dwelling, my wife and I we were kind of thinking, what can we do right to help folks? And one of the ideas we have was you know, we looked at the Maslow hierarchy of needs um, you know for folks who don't know that it's basically a pyramid and it's just kind of shows the levels of, of the needs of, of human beings right yeah. and right at the bottom is shelter right um, I mean we know all about that with everything going on right now in shelter in place yeah I'm um, I mean, like wouldn't it just be nice if we could find you know a house you know somewhere in Baltimore and, you know, we, I mean, in Baltimore back then, you know, a few years ago, you literally, I don't know about now, probably still, you can buy a house for $5,000, $10,000, yeah. right? This is not in the grand scheme of things with what you can achieve. This is not, you know, unachievable, right? Yep. <laughs> so we buy a house for like 10 grand. We put like 40, 50K and we'll just give that house to a single mom, yeah. right? We're struggling to, to make rent payments, right? She has a job, right? She's not you know, she has, she has a job. We just give, we donate that house to her mortgage free. And, you know, that was kind of the idea for, for the one house pledge. And basically that's what we've been striving to do. Now we've had some thoughts or opportunities to partner with, with all the nonprofits, um, but we've been, we're we trying to do this ourselves. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like for us is a pledge is a goal. It, we're working towards it. We're still working towards it. And we're praying about it. We're making sure that we can make this a reality and Kind of keep it consistent every year.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, what you haven't seen on the website is something we call the Verquay Pledge. And uh, you guys remember I said I my wife's from the Philippines. So you know we, we went back to the Philippines and we just kind of went to a little, you know, a little village there where we just kind of talked to the kids about technology, about codes and, and just kind of help them. Yeah. So we, we're looking at doing the one the one house pledge, the Verqu Pledge where we just kind of help other people. Um, you know, with things that would radically change their lives. So, I mean, that's why we do this, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's about us, I think I should just pack it in. I think I'm good, you know, but this is never, yeah. never about us, never about me. It's, it's really what can we do for, you know, the greater good in the that's community. Awesome. Dude, that's so cool.
1: so cool. I love, I, you know, because there's other things we could talk about. I'm, I'm looking at a list of things that I was, you know, going to potentially talk to you about. A lot of real estate stuff, obviously. Uh, but I, I like to make sure that we we at least mention the things that, that folks that I interview that are doing that are more charitable based and more giving back and more just being a good person because I know a lot of real estate investors, right? But I want to spend time and, and I want to get to know and, and expose my audience to people that are not only financially successful, but they're morally successful. And they're ethically and they and they do good mm. things for people. And that's what mm. makes you listen. There's if everyone had that mentality, obviously the world would be a lot better place. So I like to mm-hmm. highlight that kind of stuff. So, man, listen, we're we're out of time. I love talking to you. I had a great time on your podcast. Let's tell folks where they can find you, anything you have going on that you want them to know about. Now they've had a chance to get to know you a little better and they see what a you know authentic person, successful giver, like let's tell them how they can reach out if they want to.
0: No, Mike, thank you so much. Really enjoyed talking to you as well. You know, when you come on our show, sure, I really appreciate it. Um, for folks watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, you can see the, the link right here, investwithola.com. So that's investwithola.com. Um, you can reach out to me. Like I said earlier and I'm pretty, I'm everywhere. So you cannot miss me if you just Google <laughs> my name. Um, so feel free to do that. I and mean, if you're, you know, into Instagram, just go on Instagram, I'm, I'm all there. Anyway, Twitter, if you're into wherever you can find me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so reach out. And um, right now we've been working on, you know, our, our course really helping, you know, folks who want to get into multifamily um, syndication. And multifamily response, you know, mobile homes, manufactured homes, apartment buildings. You know, so if you're into like just commercial real estate and you're looking to get into that space, um, you know, check out our course. It's it's basically dwelling.com, you know, forward slash MFT. Um, you know, so that's for multifamily tribe. We're building a tribe of folks that, you know, really want to just get into that space. But, you know, if you go to our website as well, if you just reach out to me, just, just, you know, ask about that. And it's going to be one version, um, which is going to be, um, the, the, the small multifamily section, I plan to make that free. Um, but you know, the large multifamily, you know, syndication piece is not going to be free. Yeah. Um, so, cause I really struggled with charging for you know my course and, and, you know, so I said, actually, no, I can, you know, to buy a duplex or whatever, I can give that away. That'll be my, my gift to the world, but for the bigger stuff, um, it's just too much work.
1: Yeah. No, I get that, man. So go check that out, guys. We'll get it all in the show notes, too. So if you're not able to write it down or whatever, we'll we'll have it in the show notes. Just go there and check it out. Ola, thanks for doing this. Thanks for your time. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for giving back and just uh, being a good person and an example of what it means to be truly successful in all, all areas. So thanks for that.
0: Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. All right. I hope you guys enjoy that episode. We got... Pretty deep into branding and uh, Instagram, which is kind of cool, right? We don't get to talk about that kind of stuff a lot, but branding and social media, it is so, so important for our businesses nowadays. And I think we do need to shed some light on that from time to time. So I had a good time. Ola is super inspirational, came from another country, right? The American dream kind of reminds us, for those of us who were born here in America, what we might take for granted from time to time. I know I have. You know, it's just human nature. You're used to it, it doesn't feel like anything as special until you get that outside perspective. So I love all the stuff he shared with us, the multifamily, very smart guy. And it does go to show, like if nothing else, and I think he would agree with this, that if he can do it, anybody can do it. He came from another country, uh, just didn't have maybe some of the contacts and some of the advantages that we have here. So um, guys, just let that be inspiration that you can do this. If you wanna do multifamily, dream as big as you want, because there's there's a path to that. There's a path to getting where you wanna go it just takes perseverance. It takes hard work. It takes just a little bit of putting your nose to the grindstone and figuring things out. So this is what we're here to do is help you figure some of those things out. Guys, if there's ever anything I can do for you, you know, you can reach out to me at Mike at just our real estate subject line help and I'll get back to you. All right, guys, until next time, get out there and make today the best day so far. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. You're still there. You're still listening. That's awesome. And I really appreciate that. Now, hopefully it wasn't an accident. Hopefully you didn't leave the room and I'm just talking to an empty room right now, but assuming you're still there, I want to do something really, really cool for you for a limited time. I want to give you a free digital download of my book, the entire book, level jumping. If you're a listener to the show, you know it just came out and it really details how I took my business from being like one where I was just doing a few deals a month, maybe one or two deals a month to doing over 10 and sometimes 15 deals a month and over a hundred a year. And I went from doing very little profit to over a million dollars in profit. And I made that transformation in a 12 month period. And this book talks about what I did, the steps I took to transform my business and how you can too. So grab a free digital, Digital download and you can get that by texting the words just start as two words now just start to the number 5544 four. So text just start to 55444. I will send you a free digital download of my book. It's the complete book. There's nothing held back. And that'll be completely yours just for making it to the end of the show and listening to me. And I really, really appreciate it, guys. So I want to do something nice for you. I do this every once in a while at the end of shows. And if you listen to the very end, every once in a while, I do a giveaway like this. So hopefully you enjoy that. Go grab a free copy. I hope you read it. I hope you love it. Reach out. Let me know what you think. All right, guys. Talk to you next time.